Welcome to the great indoors. And yes, you guessed it once again, we're in Barcelona, Spain. This is MWC 2023 and we're having a fantastic week. There are nearly 100,000 people from across the industry and the world here to take part in without any doubt, the biggest telecoms and technology show on the planet. Now, it's been an incredible journey to get here, to be here. It feels incredible to have finally crossed the Atlantic as the GSMA's official podcast sponsor for this unique show. So just to remind you, we're spending the whole week here in an amazing recording facility on the jaw-dropping Amdocs booth, recording fascinating conversations with some of the industry's biggest names. I've been joined and will continue to be joined by customers, analysts, partners, and Amdocs executives as we explore their stories and perspectives in podcast form for prosperity. As ever, I'm joined by my co-pilot and producer, Larissa Yee, as the special edition MWC 2023 episodes continue to roll out every Thursday. So what do we have for you today? Well, just ahead of the commencement of MWC, Amdocs made an announcement that Mellon Digital, a new digitally-led mobile virtual network enabler, MVNE, for those that would like to know the acronym, that are based in South Africa, have selected Amdocs' digital brand suite to provide customer care and monetization capabilities in a software-as-a-service-powered model. Underpinned by AWS, uh, and it's really unique because Mellon Digital is a wholly new digital-first brand providing tailored support for businesses and brands looking to innovate with digital mobile network operators. Simplifying the process by offering end-to-end services including project management, UI, UX technology support, and loyalty programs through an innovative MVNE platform. So next month, we will see the commercial launch of Mellon Mobile by Mellon Digital. Mellon Mobile is a digital-first mobile provider that aims to disrupt the South African market by offering its customers maximum flexibility and control as part of a personalized user journey. So we're going to talk about what is the optimal level of digitalization as it applies to Mellon Mobile. And joining me to talk about Mellon and their amazing vision is the founder and CEO, Calvin Collette. And I'm also joined by my old friend and colleague. He's a wonderful, wonderful chap, Shahar Demai, and he heads up marketing for Amdocs in the digital brands domain. So let's get started. Okay, so we're here at MWC 2023 in Barcelona. Uh, and my next guest on The Great Indoors today is Mr. Calvin Collette, CEO and co-founder of Mellon Mobile. Welcome to The Great Indoors, Calvin. Thank you very much. I'm glad to be here. Excellent. And I'm also, I have a, a co-host today. He's a colleague of mine. He's a good friend. Uh, Mr. Shahar Demai. welcome to Thank The Great Indoors. Thank you for Indoors. having me. Yeah? Morning. Okay, excellent. So, um... As we get into this, uh, I think we should start, Calvin. Big day yesterday, big launch, a lot of press, a lot of coverage. The fantastic party here on the booth yesterday uh, afternoon. Yeah. But before we get into all the details of that, maybe for our listeners, you can just give an introduction on yourself, your history, and your background. Yeah, sure. 
primary background in Telco, been in Telco for, for, for over 20 years. Uh, and the last five years specifically were at MTN South Africa. Okay. A fantastic company to work for and, and, and learned a hell of a lot in, in the Telco space. Um, and that's ultimately where this, the, this idea was born out of, is being in, in, in true big Telco, you realize that there are opportunities that are just untapped and nobody's really looking at. We, we throw around a lot of buzzwords like uh, customer centricity and uh, digitization and all mm -hmm. these kind of things. But um, I don't think anybody actually hones in and, and focuses on how to solve those problems. Um, and hence, Melon was born. So right. that was the, the baseline and that was what we sort of started out as, as the, the reason for, for building this, this digital telco and, and, and yeah. trying to solve those problems. So give us a rundown on, on what, you know, what's unique about Melon, where the idea, like you said there, came from and what the launch in, involved. What, what, what actually is the whole story behind Melon? Yeah, sure. So I think... Digitization, there are a lot of buzzwords in this industry. Yeah, yeah. And as I said earlier, digitization is one of them. Yeah. Customer service is another. And it's all these buzzwords. And it's trying to say, well, what do you actually mean when you say digital? What, what do you actually mean when you say customer service? And how do we actually put that into, into action and not just um, another buzzword on a, on a fancy marketing presentation? So we went out there to say, let's actually build a digital telco that balances digitization, customer service, and operations. You know? right. the, the one thing I always say is a lot of guys digitize too much. And everyone says, but how is that even possible? Well, you digitize too much because you assume that digital always works. What, what about when it doesn't work? Yeah. You need to think about the negative journey. Now, if you don't think about the negative journey, then digitization fails. So you can over-digitize. And then it's making sure your operations are geared towards the fact that you're digital. because it doesn't help, and this is typical, is you have a, a, a digital brand and a, a digital processes, but your operations run 85. Yeah. So suddenly someone wants to sign up at midnight or two, but you can because it's digital now, um, but you don't have any operational support to assist yeah, during yeah. those times. So it's, it was really trying to balance all of that. So this was born out of that and the necessity to sort of focus on deliberate, thought out processes, um, customer service and so on and so forth. So we wanted to build it from the ground up because often, and, and, and that's the big problem with, with big telco, is how do you change your current systems? It's almost impossible. So it's far easier to start from scratch, spin yeah. it up, and then deliberately build towards your end goal. And that's what we've done here. And that was one of the reasons we, we chose Amdocs ultimately. It's because we were trying to find a stack that could do everything. Now, yeah. None of that exists, to be honest. There isn't a single stack that can do everything. But Amdocs' vision of a digital telco and how we see it playing out and the customer centricity uh, was the closest match we could find. And I think yeah. that's why this partnership's really been great. So, it's, cool. yeah. So I'll bring Shahar into the conversation now. And this is your chance, this is your sales pitch opportunity, Shahar. So what is it that Amdocs essentially provides Calvin and Mellon with and, and, and what makes it so special as far as you're concerned? Sure, so yeah, we're not gonna go technical we said, but... Uh, you can if you want. <laughs> I can throw in buzzwords, right? <laughs> the more buzzwords, the better. Buzzword bingo we're playing today as well. Right. So we, we, as Amdocs, we understood that 
there's like this huge market of whether it's you know the major telcos that are trying to build sub brands or trying to do digital in a different way because the industry has been talking about digital and digital transformation for so long. Kelvin is definitely a first in uh, and Melon Mobile, Melon Digital, first in Africa. But we see those that trend of let's try to build something completely digital that the operational aspect, everything is being run in a completely different way. We see it all over the industry. And this is why we developed, we started to develop actually a completely new stack uh, a year ago. And now will come the buzzword, so it's completely cloud yeah. native. It's based on serverless uh, functions. But th the thing is that it's completely designed for simplicity and for automation. And it's uh, completely built for yeah. those needs of simplicity to be able to move fast. I think the major difference, if we're looking at uh, companies like Mellon and, and other companies that are much bigger, is the focus on velocity, on being able to do things very, very fast. Bring bingo, bingo. <laughs> it's early in the morning. It's early I'm, in the I'm morning. We, we have the, the morning booze, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so we built this uh, new stack. It's called Amdocs Digital Brand SaaS Suite. It's a pure SaaS, so for simplicity. So basically, the, the, the idea is that companies like Mellon don't want to mess with big IT projects. Like, ideally, if you look at, uh, at Kelvin, he couldn't care less about IT. He wants to, to run the business. He wants to, to run the marketing. He wants to run the branding. Maybe Kelvin will talk about this a little bit later because yeah, yeah. they're doing great, great, yeah. amazing work on the innovation around marketing and around branding. This is what we designed. Everything, you know, pre-built, all the customer journeys, all your mm -hmm. onboarding. How do you onboard end-to-end -end from an ad on Instagram? You can immediately do the onboarding without, like start signing the customer from Instagram. You don't need to you know, build a lot of systems that each one is separate and each one you need to uh -huh. have a different journey and different management and different operations. Really have it end to end from okay. Instagram to being a user. Okay, and we'll talk about the whole life cycle, the whole sort of customer journey as it were that you were just outlining. But what I think is really cool about this conversation, Calvin, in a first uh, for this podcast is we, we've talked about Africa with guests in the past. We've never had somebody from the African continent on. What makes South Africa unique? What are the differentiators in the South African market that are interesting and that Mellon is helping address? I think South Africa specifically um, has always been the heartbeat of Africa and a lot of innovation for the rest of the African continent has come out of South Africa. Okay. Um, and I think this is no different. What I find interesting is COVID actually has really made the rise of digital brands so much more, the adoption is going to be that much easier because COVID forced us to do a lot of stuff digitally, you know, yeah. uh, having your, your groceries queried to you or your parcels and so on and so forth. That's become the norm. Yeah. Whereas pre-COVID, we hadn't fully embraced e-commerce to the levels that we have post-COVID. And I think um, the, the digital telco, and I think launching it now, it just makes sense. So I think our yeah. timing in the market is great yeah. um, for all the reasons stated. And I think it's not just uh, the African continent. And I think that's where the launch of Melon Digital comes in, is that we think this is a, a global play where uh, this is not... This is a, a global problem where I, I think 
people are looking for a differentiated service. And the telcos are, they've been running for 30 years. They've got stacks that are, are, are stayed, et cetera, et cetera. And they need to, to start to, to digitize, uh, the big buzzword again. But yeah. it's, it's hard to do that. It's very hard. And I think the spinning up of sub-brands is, is, is the way to do it. And slowly but surely move your customer base across to that. And I think initially you're going to go after niche customer base. And our view is sort of the 18 to 45 digital savvy, tech savvy, millennials who don't want to be caught, uh, stuck in any contracts and so on and so forth. Yeah. But yeah, that's how we see the market. And, and that's, the, that's the, the reason we got into this, right. this business and, and, and so, the focus. So there's two points that I think are really interesting that, that you raise. And I go all the way back to one of your earlier points, Calvin. There's a spectrum of digital or digitalization, right? <laughs> Yeah. There's either ends, and you're trying to get to the, to not the over-digitalization, you're trying to get to the optimal level of digitalization. What, what does that look like for you? It's trying to make sure that the customer is the center yeah. of your design thinking versus IT being at the center of your design thinking. Okay, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I think that's such a big thing because yeah. I, I find in telco, it's... You can design your processes how you want. IT will tell you how it's going yeah, to be yeah. done. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. We, we specifically, and I think that's where the partnerships with, with, with DBS really helped. Uh, in, in fact, that we got in there early because we had a very customer-centric view on how it should be done, and, and they were able to complement that. And I think yeah. that's important. So basically, designing it with a customer in mind and not with the system in mind. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And... and Normally, we have a lot of North American guests on. We talk about 5G a lot of the time. There's obviously all the new technologies that are coalescing around 5G, uh, whether it's a blockchain, Web 3.0. I think the big talking point is going to be at this show this week, and I've seen it already, generative AI and ChatGPT. How does that play into your spectrum of, or your vision for the optimal digital digitalization? I, I think phase one, uh, certainly for telco, is custom-based packages based on AI and usage patterns, etc., etc. Uh, it's talked about a lot. It's really done badly. Um, so trying to use AI for churn prediction, trying to use AI for, for package definitions, um, trying to use AI for uh, usage patterns and those kind of things. And then for, for cross cross and upsell opportunities as well. You know, yeah. I, I really believe that a fixed mobile conversion is super important. And the best way to do that is, is, is through AI, is to say, listen, you know, this person requires a 50 meg connection, this one requires a 10 meg connection, because we can't tend to treat everyone as robots. Everyone's exactly the same. So everyone needs a thousand minutes and 10 gigs and a hundred meg line or a gigabit yeah. line or whatever yeah. else it is. Everyone's needs are different, and trying to, to package that for individuals, I think, is the way forward, and, and making sure that the systems, your backends, and so on, can actually support that. And I think that was one of the things, once again, back to the tech stack, we were very clear that the tech stack had to support on-demand packages, uh, on-demand changes, uh, et cetera, which it all supports, which is great. So yeah. we, we certainly future-proofed from a tech stack perspective. And do you have a perspective on that, Shahar, from bringing that generative AI into the offerings? That yeah, absolutely. But I just want to comment something on what Kelvin just said. So sure. I, I, I think 
part of the key for success because eventually you want to have like a, a really engaging experience for the customer is not to overcomplex that personalization. And the way to do it is again, like Kevin said, not to make it run by IT. If you can get the marketing people to be able to create those products and manage it by themselves, then it will be so much closer to the actual customer experience rather than, again, long processes, too many people involved, eventually being led to, driven by IT capabilities rather than what the customer really wants. Yeah. And this is, so the management of, it's not only about being able to support the packages and personalization, it's also being able manage it in, in a sensible, a very efficient and smart way from a business well, perspective. But it seems that reaching that optimal level of digitalization driven by AI, exactly. first of all, you're putting the customer at the center of everything, but then you're giving the customer what they actually need, right? rather than a homogenous product offering and, you know, take it away. Absolutely. Um, I, I've had this conversation quite a lot uh, around unlimited packages. Right, yeah. And I've got strong views on unlimited packages because they're never actually unlimited. So they're unlimited in terms of, of how much data you can utilize, but then they tend to be throttled. So what do people want? They want unthrottled packages um, at a price they can afford. Now, the best way to do that is to give them flexibility. So if you only use five gigs, well, then only buy five gigs. No point giving you an unlimited package. Yeah. But at least that five gigs is unthrottled. You're able to use it as and when and at, at, at the right speed. If you're a user that uses 15 gigs, that's fine, then pay for the 15 gigs. And I think that's what we're ultimately looking to get to, is none of this, and I don't want to say telco smoke and mirrors, and I think ultimately there's a lot of that, but trying to get to a point where what you see is what you get, and what you pay for is what you get. And yeah. I think that'll start to build trust in the telco industry, um, which will lower churn. Um, and then once again, if you, if the customer's at the center and, and if the customer's happy, your business is going to be happy. Your shareholders are going to be happy. And I, and I genuinely believe that. That yeah. we, we focus so much on what is good for the business. Um, and then the customer's sort of last on that list. My view is if the customer's the most happy, your business will be happy and everything else will be happy. So yeah. it's, and I don't think it's an idealistic view. I, I really no. believe that that's, that's how it will work. And I think, you know, telcos are notoriously from an NPS score perspective, uh, always in the negatives. I, I actually know very few telcos actually in the positive NPS. And I think we turn that round, we'll start to see lower churn rates uh, and, and so on and so forth. And, and I think that's our ultimate, ultimate yeah. goal. So when you talk about personalization, and to your, Matt, your question about generative AI and those types of technologies, I actually see it even beyond, like when you look at the customer, it's not just the package and the price, it's also the marketing. I mean, we're not there, but I, I can assume that it wouldn't take a long time until... But when, let's, but when you say marketing, you're talking about the product and the price and the packaging, the three exactly, pieces of marketing. Exactly, together. Yeah, so not yeah. just look at the price, it's like I'm selling... Look, for, for, the, for, for consumers, they buy experiences. Yeah. They don't buy mobile connectivity with a certain price. So if I'm able to generate, and I talked about an Instagram ad, so very soon we'll be able to generate personalized ad on Instagram specifically tailored to the specific viewer. Yeah. And then you can see the packages in you know, the, yeah. the, the actual uh, the specifications, the actual the amount of data, whatever, the price, yeah. everything, with also the personalization of the actual message 
Right. And I think that would be a game changer. Yeah. I think pricing, you've got to be price competitive. That's all. You do not need to be the cheapest. And in fact, I think it's a, it's a, it's a good idea not to be the cheapest because you, you then... The race to the bottom. race to the bottom. And, yeah. and then there are no margins and it just doesn't make sense. And, and I always say price is the laziest proposition. I mean, it doesn't take anyone to lower a price. Yeah. It, it's yeah, yeah. really, you haven't applied your mind. So yeah. I, I think just be price competitive. I think that's a baseline. Um, and the rest has got to be, what does the customer want? Um, and then make sure that what they want, they're able to get easy. It's one thing to say, what does the customer want to give it to them? But they make it super hard to actually yes. to acquire it. So yeah. it's trying to balance that as well. But it's a tough balance. But if you just apply your mind and are deliberate in every single decision in the process and say, if I was a user, is this easy? No, not really. Well, then let's re-engineer it, re-engineer it until it, until yeah. it is easy. So yeah. that's, the, that's the process. Cool. So look, it was a, a big launch yesterday. Nice celebration. Thank you for the champagne, uh, Shahar. It was good to end the day with that after the day I had. What's next? What does the next 12 months look like for Mellon now? Where do you go from this milestone and how is Amdocs helping you along the way as well? So we're launching our Mellon Mobile South Africa on the 30th of April. Okay. Um, so we're really excited for that because it's putting all this talk uh, into reality and into action. And we're running on the back of uh, MTN South Africa's network, which is exciting. They, they currently got the best network in South Africa, so it was an obvious partner. But it's now to see whether all these theories about customer centricity and et cetera are, are actually going to work. Uh, put it to the test. You've got but, the blueprint, right? Now it's, yeah. let's see how it lands. Yeah, absolutely. And I think... The big thing here is that we're agile enough, um, our partners are agile enough that we can tweak what needs to be tweaked um, on the back end and the processes. And then I think to Shahar's point about marketing, you know, we also taken a very different approach from a marketing perspective. So we're not going big above the line and television and radio, etc. We're focusing on digital marketing. But this is... Yeah. Because this, this is the, the, the commonality of everything we touch on is that optimal level of digitalization. Exactly. I think that's what we're going to call this episode, actually. I think that's a good title. But again, like you said, there, with marketing, we're not going to go above the line. We're not going to go outdoors. We're not going to go TV. Digital. Yeah, exactly. It, it fits with everything. Absolutely. So yeah. it's, and, and we went out to say, how do we change up marketing. I mean, we've tried to change up everything. I mean, I, and I don't want to overuse the word, but we started with the, the viewpoint. We want to be an untelco telco. And I said to the team all the time, whenever you ask yourself a question, if it's, if it's too telco-y, we need to rethink it because we've, we, we're going against our DNA. And when it came to marketing, I didn't want to say unmarketing because it gets a little bit silly, but it was kind of, guys, think about how do we market differently. And it was a big mind shift for mindset shift for the team because the initial view was above the line, big yeah, TV yeah, ads, yeah, lots yeah, of yeah, spend, yeah, yeah. and so on and so Bill, forth. Billboards, please. Billboards, absolutely. Yeah, Television, yeah, yeah, yeah. big yeah. one, had to have a, 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 a big TV ad. Um, and I just said, stop, and we've got to rethink this. Um, and we've 
got a really nice mix of digital. So uh, using content creators, um, and I say content creators versus influencers, because I think there's a, a massive difference between the two. Yes. Um, I, I think influencers uh, will have less influence ultimately, and content creators know how to create great engaging content and those are the those are the people we want to deal with so our, our strategy at the moment is using content creators on one hand and um, paid digital media um, organic digital content and then i think from a branding perspective what we've done well is to stay away from a very boring traditional telco brand and make it more fun exciting edgy um, yeah uh, we don't take ourselves too seriously and so on and so forth so we really try to take an approach of, of and, I, and I keep saying it, but being deliberate in every single thing that we do because it's the only way we're going to win. It, uh, the telco space is, is hard. It, uh, it, you certainly, there's no, there are no new customers. You're taking away customers. That's always the case. So yeah. you're going to take away customers. You're going to have to have a proposition that makes sense and that lands with the customer and then ultimately resonates to a point that they're willing to make the switch. Yeah. Um, so if you're not deliberate on every single step, you're not going to be successful. What Kevin is not saying is how many people are actually doing this. And this is uh, what's so nice about it. They're very small. Right. So You mean as the size of the organization? The size of the team. This is why yeah, they're able to, to because, innovate and but move again, so fast. But it's, it's fitting with the ethos of digitalization and automation, right? right. So... Absolutely. You know, a huge labor force again goes against that methodology right from the off. 100%. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we're a team of seven building this entire thing. Wow. Um, the seven are, are handpicked, very smart individuals uh, from each specific call that we require. And then obviously, we've got big teams at Amdocs, et cetera, supporting us. And that's always been a model is that we, we keep our core team small. But then the, the partners, so we've got a lot of partners that, that support us in every facet. Just on the, the, the one thing where, and this is where I say the over-digitization goes. So your customer support, a lot of organizations, when they digitize, say, we no longer need call centers. Or we said, we want, the reason that we are digitalizing or automating is to get rid, right? Exactly. Yeah. And, and, I, and I think that is the worst thing you can do because... Yeah, it's a cost, but reduce costs elsewhere because, once again, there are negative journeys. You know, you're never going to think of every single way a user interacts. So when a user interacts or doesn't understand the way you, you've designed it or whatever else, they need to speak to somebody. Now, it doesn't have to be a physical voice call because I think uh, that is pretty archaic, but it should be uh, a WhatsApp or an in-app message or a... Facebook message or Instagram message, whatever. Yeah, the, yeah. the point is, contact us by whatever digital mean, uh, means uh, suits you and then make sure we can actually interact with you. So we, we do have a, a call center or a contact, let's call it a contact center, and we're going to have 50 people there. So that's the only place that we're going to. But right. once again, that, that call center is based on a gig economy basis. So we can spin that up and spin it down. So right. if we need 100 we, we spin it up. If we need 10, we spin it down. So it's, but making sure that we always have humans at the end of the, end of yeah, the, yeah. the line for where there are negative journeys, where yeah. customers do get frustrated. Yeah. Um, and I think also launching a digital telco, there's going to be a lot of questions. So I think when we launch, um, a lot of people say, oh, you don't need anything because you're not going to have support. 
I don't think it's support. I think it's going to be sales questions. You know, is this really real? Does it only run month to month? Yeah. Uh, will I be involved next month? Etc. Etc. So I think the initial stages are going to be very sales related uh, and not so much support related. But this is the one part that I'm passionate about: is not getting rid of humans in the process. Yes, yeah. and and I fought against even uh, a bot in the initial stages of support until we built up a, a big enough database of what can be automated without irritating the customer. Because right. I find bots generally uh, are just annoy customers. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. we, by the time you're at that point, you just want your, your problem solved. You, you don't want to go through yeah, 53 yeah. steps yeah, yeah, yeah. of generic stupid questions to, yeah. to, to, to get there. So it's trying to balance that. And so yeah. we deliberately did not put a bot in place, and we will, but we will, over the next three to six months, yeah. once we've got the data, that uh, guides us on, on what yeah. that budget looked like. But again, that goes back to the notion of a spectrum of digitalization. That's a, a great example of over digital, complete over digitalization where you've wiped out any customer interaction at all. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Which is brilliant. Okay, well, listen, we're coming to the end. Uh, it's been a really great conversation, Calvin. Uh, it's been really good. Now, what we do now is our quick fire it's called tgi to go right and it's a quick fire fun round uh it's a good way to finish the episode and basically i'm just going to give you two options and you give me your preference right okay and i'm also going to do this with shahar and it'll be interesting to see the difference in your answers if indeed there is any difference right anyway here we go tgi to go tgi to go Question number one for you, Calvin. We're in Barcelona, of course. Picasso or Gaudi? Picasso. Yeah? Have you been to the museum here no, yet? Not yet. It's good, actually. If you get the chance, it's pretty, pretty inspiring. That's good. So the same question to Shahar. Gaudi. Oh. <laughs> the reason why I'm laughing is because every co-host I've had on when they've had their customer, they've copied their customer's answers. <laughs> <laughs> and straight away he's got his own. I think that's good. I think that's good. Absolutely. Yeah. And have you seen, have you been to... Uh, yeah, I've, I've been to the museum, to the... To the uh, park. To the park and everything. It's just awesome. amazing. Great. Question number two, the food, a food one now. We get into culinary delights. Lobster or steak? Steak. Have you been to any good restaurants since you've been here? Yeah, a couple. Some really good restaurants. All tapas or have you mixed it no, up? No, a mix. A yeah? Mix. Uh, the tapas restaurants are amazing, but uh, we've been to a mix. Cool. I'm going to copy my customers. Okay, answer. that's good. There we go. We're back on track. We're back on track now. Steak. Steak. Yeah? Steak it is. And, and I won't ask you where you've been going for dinner because it might contravene our uh, expenses but no we're on per diem <laughs> I'm, I'm joking I'm the few michelin star restaurants yeah, here yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah cycling or swimming sure that's a tough one uh swimming okay swimming. is that one of your favorite pastimes swimming or i i, I actually i enjoy both that's why it's a tough one because yeah. i really enjoyed my cycling uh, yeah. road cycling specifically uh -oh. but i do more swimming at the moment just okay. i don't I, I don't find the time to, to cycle so yeah at the okay. moment to swimming I know what you're... You know yeah. my answer. Yeah, I know what your answer's <laughs> going to be. Like, uh, 
All right. So it, it's cycling just because it's closer to what I actually do, which which you can which you can talk about as well. That's fine. Off-road uh, hard enduro motorcycles. Yeah. yeah. Uh, doesn't look the type, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew that one. I knew that one. Now, next question. Obviously, you're from South Africa. I'm from the UK originally. New Zealand or Australia? New Zealand. New Zealand. Yeah. I've never been to New Zealand actually. But, oh, right. But that's where you, yeah. I'd love to. It yeah. looks great. Yeah, it does. Yeah. There's something about New Zealand that uh, strikes me, so I'd yeah, love yeah. to. Yeah, yeah. I've never been to both, so I would actually like both. Okay. But if I need to choose, I would choose New Zealand. Very but, diplomatic. But mind yeah. you, I'm, I'm looking at this question and thinking if you travel all that way to Australia, then you're close enough to go to New Zealand, true, right? True. So I think with that one, we should all agree we should just go to both. Yeah, go yeah. to both, if, right? If, if the opportunity arises. This is more of a link with the South African-British thing. Cricket or rugby? Rugby. Rugby? But it's also a hard one, but let's go with rugby. And, and I've asked a number of guests this, if they're from a rugby or cricket country. And one of the things, I, am I live in Canada now, I am completely deprived of cricket. There's no cricket anywhere to watch, see, play or anything. And that was always uh, a big favorite of mine when I lived in the UK. Now, this question to Shahar is going to be really interesting. Uh, which one would it be? Yeah, this is interesting because you are the one that introduced me to cricket. I did. I, I never, I, I, I didn't did. even know what it is really. Yeah. And then there I was did. like the... It was the Ashes. One of the England big versus ones. Australia. And, and, and we were in Bath and I... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, yeah. we were together in that yeah, bar, so yeah, yeah. definitely cricket. Yeah. <laughs> And, and you're still watching cricket after my, after I introduced you like eight years ago to uh, to that. What, what's the diplomatic answer? Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, we're almost out of time. We're pretty much out of time. I want to say thank you very much uh, right, for joining you. us, Calvin. It's been great to speak to you. It's been a lot of fun. Thank you for co-hosting with me, thank Shahar. Thank you. It was great. I'll give you the opportunity to just any closing messages that you'd like to leave with our listeners as we sign off this episode, Calvin. I think the, the overwhelming message is that this is the start of, I, I think, a lot of things. And I think it's the first phase of, of you know, us, us focusing on Telco. But I think there's a lot we can add into it, insurance yeah. uh, and all the rest. And I think I'm excited to see what the, the future of, of this sort of journey takes on. Because it's not, I think Telco is just the first, first phase and it makes sense because yeah, it's what I've done for the last 20 years. But yeah. I think there's a there's a space for a, a more integrated uh, solution that ultimately, once again, puts the customer at the center of everything. So yeah. looking forward to see what that looks like over the next two to five years. No, I mean, the future sounds exciting. It sounds like you're right at the beginning of, you know, an amazing journey and we'll be keeping an eye on you as partners and, and just as fans of, of the whole proposition you're building there. So it sounds great, Calvin. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks for Thank you. Me. Well, thanks for joining. It's been great. And I hope you enjoy the rest of the show. Absolutely. Thank So what another great episode. I wish uh, Calvin all the best for Mellon as he takes this uh, incredible leap forward. And thank you, Shahar, uh, for joining me. It was uh, just great to chat with you again. So stay tuned as each episode and the associated guests are certainly not to be missed. And please leave a review if you feel so inclined. It, it certainly helps us. Visit our website, amdocs.com forward slash the great indoors where we have all back episodes and a cornucopia of assets related to TGI. 
So I think I've earned another cool glass of cerveza. Cheers. And all that's left to say is I'm Matthew Roberts for Amdocs in Barcelona. And I'll see you next time, wherever you are. <laughs>